0: Welcome back to the History of North America Extra. I'm Mark Vinette. The Maesta Panels, Chapter 19 Style-conscious Julia noticed everything fashion about people. It was her profession. She had studied at a prestigious fashion school in Montreal, the city where she was born and raised, the city that she loved. Her time working as a young designer in the second-largest French-speaking city in the world brought her to Europe each spring. Along with her boss, she visited most of the fashion centers searching for new haute couture trends and making contacts with others in the industry. It was during one of those visits that she was approached by a top design firm in Italy's fashion mecca, Milan. Although it had been difficult leaving her family and friends in Canada, Julia Cartier's career was her priority. She quickly found success in Milan, learning the Italian language rapidly and absorbing its passionate culture with equal ease. This morning, her eagle eyes turned towards Firebird as the confident redhead entered Wade's room to join them at the appointed hour. Firebird knew not to be late. She was clad once again in leather from head to toe. A light brown pelt hair retainer, chestnut high heel shoes, cocoa polish on fingernails and toes, and a short, form fitting amber dress with a matching cleavage exposing push up bra. Her carefully planned coordinated outfit impressed Julia, although she could not fully understand why. The only non brown color displayed by this mysterious leather clad femme fatale, other than her flame red hair, were her striking glacial blue eyes. Julia knew that blue eyes and red hair form the rarest combo on earth. Most natural redheads have brown eyes, followed by green or hazel shades. Knowing such things helped Julia match clothes and accessories for photo shoots and pictorials. Wade, on the other hand, did not take notice of Firebird's attire, instead simply acknowledging her arrival and inviting her with a hand gesture to sample the food platters set up by the hotel staff on upright trays. Julia joined Firebird in examining the contents of the large round plates, nothing hot, all cold. They both chose reasonable portions of fresh fruits, muffins, and pastries, then sat at the table, ready for Wade's discourse. Have you arranged a private viewing of the chapel? Wade asked Firebird, taking a sip from his full glass of cold orange juice. Yes, someone is expecting us at 8 a.m. She looked at the digital clock on the night table. In about an hour. Wade acknowledged the info, then turned to Julia and asked her to produce the medallion. Firebird had been apprised of the situation by the e-dossier Wade had sent her the day before, but she had not yet viewed the medallion and was curious to see and touch the object. Julia's arm reached for her jacket that was draped over a couch next to her and produced the box from one of the side pockets. She placed the container on the table and slowly opened it to reveal the shiny metallic object. Firebird surrendered a smile, for the first time in Julia's presence. She reached into the box with her slim, manicured fingers and delicately grasped the golden, round, solid figure. It's beautiful, she said softly. "'Magnificent. And it's been authenticated to the late 1200s, early 1300s,' Wade stated, finishing his morning beverage in one last gulp. "'Contemporary to both Duccio and Giotto.' "'Authenticated?' Julia asked, feeling clueless. "'By whom?' "'Never mind that,' Wade answered dismissingly, not wanting to explain Mariko's role. "'It was authenticated.' Firebird shifted her blue eyes from Wade to Julia with the hint of another smile. She assumed the authentication had been performed by a denarii team confederate. Wade advanced the meeting by turning to Firebird, who was still admiring the medallion. What can you tell us about our visit this morning? She placed the valuable object back in its resting position. Giotto's Padua Chapel is located ten minutes from here. We'll drive. As mentioned, I've secured a private visit for us. The chapel custodian will let us in, but then we are on our own. No guide or expert is available for us. Have you ever visited the chapel? Julia asked. Yes, many times, but this morning I'll be looking at the masterpieces differently. Satisfied, Wade stood and began pacing near the window. Okay, let's recap. We need to find a connection between Giotto and Duccio, and I have a hunch that the connection will be found at the chapel. Wade stopped in his tracks and stared at Firebird. I don't know what we're looking for, but that is why you're here. I'll do my best, said the redhead. Now let's go. Wait, Julia ordered while looking at her mobile device. I've just received an odd text message warning us about our chapel visit. From who? Wade asked, leaning and placing both hands on the table. Julia answered without emotion. The message is simply signed, Martini. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now, 800-218-6010. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you enjoyed the listen.